Hello and welcome back Boneheads, this is Rich and I'm once again joined by Ben. Hey everybody, on today's episode, episode number 10, uh, we're talking about Bonehead Basics Goblins, Gloom Spike Minis for Blood Bowl, Goblin Star Players and the usual games, hobby and star players. But we have a guest. Today we are joined by multiple award winning and, and friend of the podcast, Ian. Hello, welcome. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks ever so much for joining us today, Ian. So, um, as befitting the Bonehead podcast, we've found somebody who can actually win this time with the team we're going to be talking about. Uh, Ian has won several games with Goblins. Um, not just an experience. No, and he's, he's, he's maimed many players with Goblins, so we thought it best to get him on so he can give us the 101 on Bubble Goblins. Thank you very much. Okay, so over to news. Rich, what have you got for us this week? Nothing. Um, there's nothing going on with Kickstarters or Indiegogo, so unfortunately at the moment... Well, it's January. It is January. It's January. People have run out of money. Um, although the Broken Jaws Kickstarter we spoke about last week is doing very well. What uh, what funding is that, you said? 550%. That is absolutely crazy. It's flying. Absolutely flying. It's um, a really well done Kickstarter, though, to be yeah. honest. The art's perfect. The layout's perfect. The way they've done it, it's really good. So actually, I think if anybody out there is ever thinking about doing a Blood Bowl Kickstarter, look at the way those guys have done it. Yeah, Hunger Patrol, yeah. I've got it now. Yeah, they've got it now, they, 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 yeah, excellent. But um, I did put a shout out earlier, and we've got tournaments that are coming up. Wonderful. So we'll be talking about some tournaments. So there is the Motor City Blood Bowl tournament. It's going to be in Garden City, Michigan. On The date and location is Saturday, May the 4th at Moose Lodge. It's called Moose Knuckle 4. Star Wars Day. It is Star Wars Day. Hopefully not a conflict of interests. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Not <laughs> for me. <laughs> it would no. be Blood Bowl all the way on that one. May Nuff will be with you. Oh, May Nuff will be with you. <laughs> Rich, no. hate, Rich hates Pew Pew. <laughs> I don't get Pew Pew. I don't understand it. But that one's coming out. So that was um, uh, a gentleman named John who gave us that information. We were messaged by Simon who said he's got a tournament in San Antonio, Texas on February the 23rd. Um, it's called Dragon's Lair. There's no theme to it. It's just blood and casualties. Brilliant. Just a straight laced tournament. Yeah. There's another one in America. A guy called David has contacted us with the guys of Hall of Fame in Derby. Uh, no, sorry, Hall of Fame Derby, March the 2nd in Portland, Oregon. Um, all they're using are the Hall of Fame teams. So that's the Hall of Fame Derby. Yeah, Derby, <laughs> Derby, whatever it is. There's this great tournament in America, it's in Derby. <laughs> well, to be you know fair, they, they've nicked most of the... Uh, British Everybody person. knows it, it's going to be called New Derby. New Derby, Derby yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let me try that again. There's a Hall of Fame Derby... <laughs> in March 2nd in Portland, <laughs> Oregon. Um, they're just using the 12 Hall of Fame teams from the Death Stones. Oh, that's clever. Um, 12 entries, that's it. That sounds Round really one. cool, actually. That is a clever little tournament. I like the idea of that. I like the idea of so that. 2 million TV teams? Something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, but that sounds interesting. I'm not sure how the Scar Crag Snifflets are going to get on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah not, not necessarily particularly well, oh, I would imagine. And also, remembering all those skills would be, would be work. Those would be long games. Yes, those would be long games. They really would, but um, it would be interesting to, to witness, I think. We've also got the Stunty Bowl coming up. We have. Just a quick reminder of that, that's Saturday the 23rd of February in Birmingham. Yes. And it's Stunty League teams, and it's going to be amazing fun. We're sponsoring it, we've got some prizes. We have. We're going to be there, just because we went last year and it was absolutely brilliant. I had a message from Ali as well, um, in regarding his Fun Bowl on 30th of March in Cheltenham. A high double rule set, 1300 TV, must include one star player. That's cool. Who can be in your 1 to 11 roster. So you don't need 11 and star. You That's can a really good idea. Gold can be spent on skills, legendary staff, and the usual extras. 
um, theme per round based on balls, stadiums, wizards, and special play cards. All teams will get two cards. So that's really interesting. But back when we did the um, mixed teams episode with with Rick, Rick yeah. he was talking about we need to use star players more. That kind of tournament where you can take them as one of your starting eleven, and you have to have one in the team. I mean, sure, there's a load of like cheap chaff ones you can take, but hopefully that'll open up people's eyes to using some of the big guys that you wouldn't normally use. It would. It would definitely make a difference in the way you build your team as well. Yeah, that's that's a really cool one. Oh, that sounds great. It sounds it sounds very much um, the kind of hero hammer of Blood Bowl. Yes. And it's you know magic items which sometimes I'm sure will feel completely janky when you get on the wrong end of a really good one <laughs> yeah uh, but it's going to be brilliant that yeah. sounds great so more, more good friends would be fun so I'd like to, oh yeah I'll be intrigued to see how that actually turns out and a demo sort of game and that would be a good one to do yeah as well. one final one that's coming up is um, Secret Carnage in North Wales um, Rob who does the North Wales Carnage Cup is doing a Secret League one this will be on April the 28th, I think. Yes, on the 28th of April. Over 100 teams to pick from. Literally, if it's it's anything from Fumble, from um, BB Gridiron, I think he uses it as well from, from that app. He's put the rules pack out this weekend. That's really cool. Um, so, yeah, if you're anywhere near North Wales, go to give that a go as well. Well, we're very pro um, secret teams, aren't we? Definitely. Secret teams, different teams. That one is a little too far for me. That's the one that's... About four and a bit hours four, away. Yeah, roughly yeah. four hours right. away. Um, but he's trying to focus mostly on the hobby side of stuff. Conversion oh, stuff, things Absolutely. like that. He just wants to have fun, it's not... Similar in scope to the Stunty Cup. Yes. Like we were talking about last week. Yeah, very much so. Mm. That's it from what I know about tournament-wise. I've been having a chat to um, Liam from Two Drunk Things as well. Potentially with uh, doing some bits in the future together and, and that type of thing. So watch this space. We could be doing more. Um, so yeah, so that should be interesting as well, and and a bit more networking and, and a bit more community-based stuff as well. Yeah, well, again, like we spoke about last week, the community should be working together as much as possible. So I think it's wonderful that we can do some things with some other podcasts, and you know, all the tournaments want to help each other out. I mean, look at what Sean's done with us. Yeah, very um, much so. You know, he's run all the all the Birmingham ones that we've been to. It's been brilliant. He's given us a lot of help with with what we're planning to do with our yeah. tournaments. Yeah, same with Rob um, College Cup. Yeah, he's been, exactly. He's been a part of it as well, and um, even the guys at Entertainment and Pool, they've they've been as as helpful as they possibly can be. It's it's nice to see that there's no sort of animosity or nastiness to try and undermine each other. No, it's great. It's just everybody's interested in growing the community. Yeah, more Blood Bowl is more better. It's more better. Is there anything else we wanted to talk about in news? So, we um, obviously mentioned NAF or not to NAF yep. last week. Um, and we actually got messages from a, a couple of people, um, Ali and Rob, um, just pointing out a, a couple of bits to us, really. I think it was misconstrued necessarily or misunderstood what we were necessarily trying to get across and what we were saying. But the, Ali was pointing out that you can do a bit more uh, things that are a little bit different to the standard um, in a NAF tournament. You just need to make sure you've got their 26 teams. Um, that are in, as well as just get their sort of approval, saying this is ideally what I want to do. Are you happy still to sanction this as an F tournament? It's not as limiting as necessary, I thought, to be honest. See, that's brilliant. I do, however, think that with you know our interest in doing the mixed teams, it probably wouldn't count as being the 26 teams. No, 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 no. it would so, be too and restrictive, I think. And that's what I kind of meant last last time we were talking about it that where we probably wouldn't be able to get enough sanction for it. It's definitely not for the horrible because they're all no. custom teams. Um, and probably not if we're going to do the mixed teams out of Bone Headball. It's great to hear from you guys about that. I mean, it's wonderful. Like, thank you for keeping us on the straight and narrow. Yeah, uh, but didn't you mention something about three different types of cup? So Rob had an idea of splitting it down into, into three different ratings, ranks, I suppose. 
Um, one is a hyper-competitive, so a set rule set agreed at the start of each year, just for every event to use regardless. So we're kind of talking like a like a pro tour, like yes. a magic pro tour for that. Um, and we'll be talking before the show, and so that's kind of what's happening in the Age of Sigma all that now. What are, what's what's happening in yeah, that? Yeah, so, um, yeah, with Age of Sigma, um, which is kind of one of the main games I actually play, I'm not saying I necessarily play competitive, but just kind of from seeing comments online and things like that, there's definitely a movement towards um, a kind of very much, uh, like you said, hyper-competitive, um, and very much uh, purely based around the actual game. Because I guess traditionally with Warhammer and Sigma tournaments, yeah. you've got maybe more of the hobby and sports elements playing into the overall standings, yeah, uh, which you don't necessarily have in a lot of Blood Bowl tournaments, because it is pretty much down to results. And I don't, I mean, again, I haven't been to lots of Blood Bowl events, yeah. but I'm not sure how much, you might have the side competitions. I think there's a lot of, I mean, what we were talking about last week when we were talking about tournaments is there's a lot of uniqueness about the Blood Bowl tournaments that are normally not about the actual gameplay. Um, it's all about making the game different or uh, yeah. fluffing up some stuff yeah, as opposed to making it hyper-competitive. It's having a narrative to it as opposed yeah. to, yeah, like that. Uh, so I so I really agree with him. I like what he said because actually some kind of uh, Blood Bowl pro, pro Tour set there where there's a, a high standard uh, Blood Bowl you know, linked series of tournaments yeah. to score points to get into the grand tournament or whatever, I think would be a really interesting way of doing it. And then it opens up for a lot of coverage. Um, I mean, we're seeing now with, with Sigma, you know, there's a lot of video coverage of tournaments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love seeing that because, again, it grows the community for people who can't play. And it also, it, it does bring up net decking. Now, for Blood Bowl, we're basically all net decked out. Until they bring out new teams or new balances, like when they change co- costs of things, we won't see much variation with the actual teams that people take. But with something like Sigma or Magic, it, it brings up the different meta. Yeah. Um, and you would see that, I think, in professional Blood Bowl, because if everyone goes Wood Elves, guarantee next tournament everyone's going Dwarfs. Yes. To absolutely destroy Wood Elves. Yeah. And it'd be really interesting to see that meta evolve. But sorry, yeah. so that was, that's his first that's one. Um, second one is, is basically what people are doing now, like a standard play. You have your tournament, you have your little bit of fluff, you have your... Yeah, whatever it is you want to make your particular tournament unique. Yeah. Um, the third one, it, it calls it Crazy Bowl. Oh, I, think, goes. I think that's where we live. That's, that's definitely where we would live. <laughs> um, so there is still that opportunity. I mean, I love the idea. I think the only problem is is the, the amount NAF would have to do to be able to encompass particularly a Crazy Bowl style. Yeah. Because if you're, you've then oh, got the stuck and fumble... Throw it out, then, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you have a Blood Bowl tournament where... You use a full 11 team, but you play it on a Blood Bowl 7's pitch, it throws the balance completely out. Yeah. So it would make anything like, you know, I went along and I scored brilliantly with my Wood Elves, yeah, but you're playing on a 7's pitch. <laughs> like, it's going to skew the results. Yeah. So I get that. And I think he's very much in line with what we were talking about, which was the, the beginner, like the basic, the advanced, and the expert yeah, level. Very so. Um, and I'm not a pro Blood Bowl player. I'm not bad. I would rather lose and have fun than win, yes, which is why I took Ogres to the last tournament. <laughs> um, and, uh, but I would love to see some kind of pro tour for, mm. for Blood Bowl, but I think Games Workshop would have to pilot that. They would, I agree. And it, from my point of view, I would love to watch something like that unfold. Wouldn't it really be really, really cool? Just see updates every month or so, if that's yeah. why they're doing it. And just... They do the World Cup and things once a year, which is, yeah. I believe, NAF organised it, or yes. NAF, partic- NAF participates in it. I'm sure we'll find out if I'm wrong, <laughs> uh, which is awesome. But um, I would love to see something like that bring the competitive culture into its own, because 
there are a lot of people out there that, that thrive on that culture, yeah. which means that a lot more people will be talking about it, which means, you know, hopefully, if there's one really hyper-competitive player, you'll find one other really fluffy player, and then the community's doubled. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very much so. I think, that, I mean, I don't know how long you want to spend on this point, but there's definitely, I'd say, maybe some considerations to make. Yeah. And got... that is just being really careful that by streaming in that way, yeah. you don't devalue certain tournaments. Right, yeah. Is that what what, um, you think would happen, or do you think some of that has already happened with some of the other games? I I mean, I haven't really seen enough globally to kind of know if that's an issue now. Yeah. But it's certainly something with all the, like I say, with all the discussion in the AOS community, that is kind of in the back of my mind, is that if you do go for this kind of very tight, rigid ranked system... People focus on the gold standards. Exactly. And the middle ones get left. And it's like, if you've got a weekend and you've got a choice between two events, one of them is going to help your ranking. Yeah. One of them will be fun, but maybe you won't... It's, it's all to do with your mindset, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I, but I see... I would be I'd be over the moon if that was the case of, like, oh, there's two tournaments to go to this weekend. I mean, this is my fear when we went to Birmingham Brawl, was it's a NAF-ranked event. Are we going to go, and am I going to get wood-elfed? Am I going to get war-dancered all day long? I would have, If I had a choice of going to a regular performance like competition or a silly one where people are going to come to play i would choose the player one so i wonder if it would actually make it easier for people who've got different or different alternatives but when it comes to com- competitive events that's where the community would focus on massively and in that's where the fun is, is exactly it? right yeah yeah and, and that's where that's because that's what people want to see because yes blood bowl's fun yes you can go in and have a laugh at the fact you've killed someone or they've killed <laughs> one of yours but at the end of the day, you, you do still want to win. Everybody yeah. wants to win. And, and if, if you want to be at the cutting edge, you're yeah, going to be, yeah. It Can you imagine the salt? Oh, it'd be <laughs> atrocious, wouldn't it? I mean, there'd, be, there'd be boards flipped. We get salty at club night when you roll eight skulls in a day. Yes. Can you imagine <laughs> being at a tournament and having an awful game three times in a row? That was, uh, was Birmingham for you, Rich. It was. And, and, and um, Mana Bowl before that. Oh, yeah, but that was all about squeaks. It was all about squeaks. Um, but, yeah, it, it wasn't ideal, was it? I was still smiling at the end of it. It's, but that's the point, isn't it? Is you can enjoy it, but if you do start giving it that, that competitive edge, it's yes, it's a great spectacle to have, but you could end up having a detrimental effect to to what you want to actually achieve with this with this particular game. That's a very interesting topic. So, guys, have you got any comments or any um, any feedback about the prospect of a Blood Bowl Pro Tour and the pros and cons of it? Do let us know. Otherwise, we're going to go on to hobbies. Ian, what have you been playing recently? Um, yeah, so obviously we've been cracking on with our league. We had a bit of a break over the Christmas period. Yeah, Too it's long. Uh, first, we're second week now, back of this year. Second week for Blood Bowl. Yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, that's the Waterside Open Blood Bowl League in Hythe, Southampton. We play uh, most Tuesdays. Um, if you're in the local area and you're up for some games, then have a look at the Facebook and, and drop us a message. So yes, uh, latest game was... Uh, so I've got the Amazons going at the moment, the Skeggy Sirens. And they are doing very, very well. They're doing well, uh, but they did hit a bit of a stumbling block last night. Um, and yeah, pretty much they got nuffled. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it was that one game of the league, you know. Um, but it has heated up the division slightly. Cause Which is very exciting. Cause it's been lumped in with Ben and his yeah. Skaven, and it's going to be a tight run thing. So I'm 4-0 and with four games left. You're 5-1-1. Five, 5-1-1, five, one, 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 yeah. With two games left. No, I've got... No, hang on. Oh, one game. Is that yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. You're that, the last oh, game. Oh, that yeah. is very exciting. You've got a proper Packers-Lions game there. <laughs> uh, so who are you playing? 
I was playing Dan and the Orcs. Ah, Dan. Uh, no Orc in chance, but turned out that wasn't the case. It's the <laughs> second season of his Orc team, and they yeah. are proper They're broad. very developed yeah. now, okay. and uh, we were very similar values, so there was no inducements either way. It would have been fine. I mean, I, I was in the game the whole time. It was just, as it is, it comes down to a few few key turns and a few bobbles going wrong. And I had that one killer turn with, uh, yeah, Dan just pushed his luck, got three one-die blocks off all pals. And then uh, in the mix was a goblin being thrown at my ball carrier. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, you just got to laugh because and yeah. say fair play, you know, you can't... <laughs> <laughs> you can't play around that. So the, the goblin hit the ball, Gary. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's Dislodging awful. Dislodging the ball, yeah. Oh, we're big on throw teammate here, so I think that's, that's, that's a... That's a yeah. win. As a, <laughs> as, a, as a goblin player as well, you've got to appreciate that. Oh, move. yeah, that's definitely achievement unlocked. <laughs> hit the ball, Gary. <laughs> that was brilliant. Um, and yeah, just sadly didn't didn't go my way. It was 2-1, 2-1 loss, but um, it has um, definitely ignited the division a bit. Yeah. And, uh, so Ben's got a couple of games left, and... I'm just hoping that he can at least draw one. And <laughs> make, uh, make it our last to game. To make it, yeah, yeah, come down to the last game. Would be awesome. We'll have to see what happens there. Hoping for that. We've got it booked. Um, wonderful. Rich, how about you? Uh, two games in two weeks. That's Not including the video game. Last week was against Ian himself. Oh yeah, sorry, I should have mentioned that. That's alright, I'll do it, I'll do it. It's fine. I understand who's more important now. Spoke about this in the last episode. Did we? Yeah. And I didn't play Ian last week. I played last night against James, who... Um, used his elves. Um, two one win using my my renegades the monsoon. So that's the dwarf lord James. Dwarf lord James playing elves. Yeah, it's like my my worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Was he still one die blocking and when and getting it every time? He wasn't a well no not every time not every time there was enough to make you upset <laughs> uh, but not enough to get you angry. But no it was a, it was a it was a bloodbath. Yeah, blood I, I was mean, trying to find the nicest way of putting it. I mean, it. I was sat next to you and <laughs> I was feeling unlucky. And then just to look across and see James's injury boxes. Uh, I think there was one death, feel right. two deaths, two deaths. One of them was an apothecary that I rolled for death again. <laughs> At least one guy lost movement. So we had two with minus armor, one with minus movement, that two his, deaths. His blitzer lost movement. His blitzer lost movement. <laughs> and, and and the oh yes, his star thrower died twice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, unbelievable, James. Yeah. Bad luck, but I felt awful. I did feel awful towards the end. So I can, yeah, I can see, end. I can see James's um, season-winning champion dwarf team coming back. Yeah, hundred percent. Very back. soon. Hundred percent. But I got an ogre touchdown. Oh, that's awesome. my four movement ogre. So was that a <laughs> touchback or an interception? Or no, it was a um uh, a, a bouncing ball. Oh, nice. just landed yeah. in his lap oh, and he picks it up. I love that you picked up on the big guy interception because yeah, that is yeah, it. Yeah. It is either a touchback or they roll a six, yeah. and you just you just get a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And off you go. We oh. should just all save time and say if a big guy intercepts a touchdown, you end that drive. <laughs> they get just... three SPP, and uh, and that's well, it. No, I think you roll as many <laughs> dice as there are turns left, and if there's any ones, <laughs> oh, yeah, because you could be totally several. Bone, bonehead your way to that the line. That is true. But we had a <laughs> we had a pitch invasion at one point and James knocked down none of mine and I knocked down five of his <laughs> oh wow that's awful yeah, yeah that was just how he scored on turn two and then the next turn yeah five got knocked down on a pitch invasion oh it's hard to recover from that but else yeah it was just yeah it was it was difficult to be scared to score now in case the crowd turn on hopefully <laughs> <laughs> so did either of you get any good skill ups I I've leveled up my dark elf now Oh, yeah, you turned down doubles. I did turn down doubles. Yeah, there was some debate. 
And the outcome was that it was your team, so technically you were allowed to choose. Although, <laughs> although I have had some some rethinks and yeah. death threats. And death, there was uh, death yeah. threats. There was. <laughs> <laughs> Muffle is coming for you. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so I plucked with wrestle, but yeah. I'm. Okay. My thought was a strip, a uh, like a a, uh, a, sacker. a sacker. Yeah. But I figured that my escaping is probably a better option than doing that. Yeah. So I might. Yeah. Stick him at the back of movement seven. He's going to get wherever you need him to go. So I'm thinking I might try and make him more of a um, a ball carrier, a dark elf. So you got um, you got doubles for him. So what were some of the skills he could take on a doubles? He passing. Passing. He's got says so leader. There's, there's leader, but there's also uh, nerves of steel. There is. So, oh, I've got no throwers. Yeah, but nerves of steel works for throwing as well. I think doesn't it? it does. So passing and catching. You've got a you've got your edge four guy then. Actually, you know what it means? He's gonna catch on a two plus wherever he is, mm. and you, I think he might just ignore those tackle zones when making a throw. Yeah, I think you're right. So if you wanted to be a ball carrier and you don't want to waste that doubles, that could be something to do, um, or you could just be boring even block or something. Yeah. Two heads. He doesn't have dodge, you see. So he doesn't. No. Ooh. He starts off with nothing. He's a he's a duck out blind. Okay, yeah. That's where some of the contention was coming because people are like say, yeah. just dodge, get dodge on him, yeah. But every time I give him dodge, in whatever league it's been in, he dies the next the next game. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of don't want to give him dodge because that's the end of him. Have I played your monsoons <clears throat> this season yet? No. Give him dodge. <laughs> <laughs> I might just do it and then prove a point. Um, Kill my guys. And then I've. I'm probably going to give my uh, lineman just block. Boring block for my human lineman. For, for a lineman, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Although he could, beca- he could give him pass and he could become your ball. Your ball there is also that. Yeah. There's also that. But yeah, so a couple of fairly boring skill-ups. It's not my mind at all, so it doesn't get a good one. Really. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's very fair. I have actually managed to not play a blood ball game in the last, um, since yeah. we last recorded. But things have been busy. Um, what I have started doing is... Started looking at putting together my squeak team for Stunty Blood. So the Gloom Spite stuff has started to be released now. We're going to talk about that later because as Ian suggested, there's a load of those models that could be useful for Blood Bowl. Um, And I'm right there with him. Um, Got some squeak hoppers on the go, some squeaks on the go. And I've seen some great conversions with a couple of bits that I'm I'm going to absolutely steal. Uh So um, yeah, getting ready for that. I've got, what, we've got like a month? So, yeah, month and a half. Yeah, we've got so that's 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 what I've been doing blubber wise. That and uh, entering all the horrific amount of casualties into our league spreadsheet. It's been a lot. It's very bloody this season. It's awesome. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is awesome. Um, Ian, what have you been putting together? Painting? Anything? Blood um, bowling? Uh, now I've sort of got my um, Nurgle team on the back burner. So just kind of filling in gaps and getting them sorted. Will you be picking up the new slug of Nurgle? No, I will not. No, uh, Jabba is staying in Forge World for me, I'm afraid. Um, because, um, as I think Rich probably mentioned a few episodes back when he was putting his rot spawn together, yeah, he made an excellent find of the um, one of the Hulks, the Gellifox oh, Hulks. Ah, the big guys. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we doubled down on that and um, I've got one of those yeah. and uh, I've just been converting him up. I've put one of the bull nurgles. Uh, one of the ball nurglings brilliant resting on his horns with the ball in his mouth yeah, yeah. so yeah I'm going to sort of play it as two players in one quite oh. a bit of fun we spoke about this when we when the news of the the slime beast came out yes. didn't we? that the actually you know what the, the guys YouTube have used I just, they look like players yeah they look more that's yeah. it yeah I mean I actually yeah, used one of the bloater heads oh, brilliant uh, on the Hulk 
because I quite I quite liked how it was kind of comically small with the rest of him. I mean, it's not even small in the first place, but the Hulk is... I'm is not sure I've seen him, but does he look like a Goomba from the Super Mario Brothers movie? Because that's what I'm picturing now. No, no, he's, he's, a, he's got a helmet on with <laughs> oh, uh, that's kind a of spec ops. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a very K <laughs> face, isn't it? Um, which doesn't necessarily fit. Hey, a bit of steampunk. Oh, the original model, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry, know. I was saying about the bloke. Yeah, the head. head. Yeah, no, the original head was, um, was fine. I mean, the guy I've got has got a fly for an arm. Yes. Oh, yeah. Which is quite fun. That is very noble. <laughs> yes, I did like it's that. It's quite nice, yeah. So, other than Blah Blah, what are you painting? So, I'm working currently on um, Iron Jaws for Age of Sigma, oh. which does actually tie in in a small way, because I, I painted Milton's <laughs> it does, orc actually. team uh, for him a little while ago, and I loved the colour scheme so much, I said, I'm going to make an army out of that, and that's what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it is looking fantastic. Yeah, how much more have you got to go? Because you, you're going to you're painting up for a, for an AOS tour. So is it? yeah, I'm I'm getting ready for South Coast GT, which is quite a nice big one, um, locally to us. Um, yeah. Down in uh, Havant, Portsmouth Way. That's not too bad. No, it's not bad at all. So I've, I'm working on the big Moor Crusher at the moment, which is like a big uh, fat toad dragon, the big cabbage dragon. Uh, yeah. Bridge, uh, any hobby for you? More forest goblins. You must be nearly done with that team now. No, I'm only doing a little bit at <laughs> a time. So I've got uh, another picker, a picker, another sticker, almost done. I've done. I've started the um one of the the standard forest goblins. The guy's got a f- spider on his face. Oh, that's horrid. That model. It's brilliant. It's awful. Yeah. It's, it's horrendous. I didn't realize how bad it was until I actually started painting it properly. That guy is absolutely agile. Yeah, he should be as a snotling at best. Mm. Is there a skill that's no eyes? I think. <laughs> I, I imagine he's got the same rules as a fanatic, except he doesn't. He can't hit anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just bounces into, yeah. stuff. <laughs> bounces into people and knocks off again. Um, but past the spider. That, no, I've done a little bit of basing. On a couple of bits, and so I've um, finally primed my Chomper and Stomper. Yes, it's looking go. really good. Yeah, that's cool. So, fingers crossed it'll be done before the 23rd. Yes, the, the new Goblin models are really good. Yes. They're primed for Blood Bowl. They really are. Um, anything else anyone wants to mention? Nope. No? Wonderful. Then we will move on to our first topic. So the first main topic we're going to talk about today is Bonehead Basics Goblins. Now, first things first, we've been joined today by Ian. We've already said hello to Ian. But making sure he's got credentials as a decent goblin coach. Befitting for the yep. position. We're just going to give him a quick, shake tiny, tiny shakedown. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ian, how long have you been playing toy games? And how long have you been playing Blood Bowl? Yep, so uh, in terms of tabletop gaming. Okay. Uh, toy games, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much since about seven. So I actually met Ben at infant school. Yep. I still remember the first day vividly. And then, sort of a couple of years later, Ben, I was around Ben's and he, you know, cracked out the Warhammer collection, all his dwarves and gyrocopters and stuff. and Which in turn my cousin got me into. Initially, my reaction was a bit, you know, what's that? Yeah. Uh, that's ridiculous. There was there was some, some, some fun made. It, but, yeah, didn't take long before I was sat at home, around the kitchen table with my parents and my first box of orcs. <laughs> Having a crack at painting them, stabbing some colours on them. <laughs> well, you've got a bit better with your painting. Uh, you're actually an award-winning painter now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've just uh, managed to get to the right tournaments, I think. But, uh, <laughs> no, no, I've been very, um, very fortunate, really. Um, sort of uh, won a couple of best armies, and and they've been very well deserved. Like that. Thank you. Fair. Yeah. I'm pleased with it. Yeah, always, always trying to improve. So that's the thing, I think. So, how long ago did you get into Blood Bowl? Yep. So, I mean, I had a couple of games really back in the day and I'm not sure if we ever played the rules properly 
Oh, I don't know, actually. They would have been like the second edition. Yeah. It was with the Astro Granite pitch. Well, uh, the one memory I have of that is uh, I was playing with dwarves. Yeah. And uh, and some sort of blizzard went on, and I and I do remember <laughs> a uh, Slayer with the ball going for it into the end zone, falling down, cracking his head <laughs> open, and die, actually dying. Uh, uh. That was that was <laughs> that was the CRP. That's my yeah. one memory of early Blood Bowl. But sort of taken a bit of a break away from it, and then um, come back with the 2016 edition. So Ian's another one of those players that got brought straight back in with the yeah. with, the, with the 2016 release, and um, it's been great. So, goblin teams. Why do you why goblins? Well, like like I said earlier, my first box of miniatures ever was a box of orcs. It's closely followed by a box of goblins. So, <laughs> green greenskins in general have just always been my thing. Even in 40k, it, whatever game yeah. system, I'm just drawn to goblins and orcs and all kind of greenskin mischief. <laughs> so yeah, to me they were just as soon as they were announced, I was yeah getting in on that. Got them. Um, converted up a few of the players that weren't out yet. And Although they I have seen, brilliant. they are, you know, the new Forge World ones coming out. Um, I think I, I think I like your Doom Diver better. Yeah, I, I, I like think I prefer Doom my Doom Diver. Yeah, personally, but the new one's good though. Yeah, the Pogo is great as well. But yours is more classic Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, that's yeah, basically what drew me to Goblins. I think uh, I've always kind of been a player where I enjoy the kind of stupid randomness <laughs> and embrace that. Um, and I'm happy to take a kicking if there's some some hilarity to be had as well. That's that's brilliant. So, have you won games with your goblins? Yeah, so I <laughs> uh, haven't been playing them as much this season. Um, but last season, um, I believe I got to sort of four or five wins. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they did pretty well. What was your greatest win? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, I won. That. that was my kind of <laughs> crowning moment was 6-0 versus the Lizards. And those lizards went on to get into the final. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which was amazing. So 6-1. 6-0. 6-0. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. And no, I was keen I, on the defence. I, I, I do vaguely remember that. I, I, just, I vividly remember was, that game. It was what just one of those games where literally everything <laughs> came together. Uh, and it was wonderful. <laughs> which which is very impressive because Lewis was, Lewis is, is, the Lewis's lizardmen are amazing. Um, so he plays them so well as well. Yeah, so to manage to pull out a six, just six touchdowns against them <laughs> is incredible. And I think it was the top scoring game yeah. of the entire season. Mm. No, no, brilliant. So there you go. Ian has got credentials as a goblin coach. He's played a lot, won sometimes, um, <laughs> and yeah. So that's why we've got him on here. So what we'll do is we'll do the same thing we've done with the other bonehead basics. We'll talk through the positionals. We'll talk through team value management. That's quite key for goblins yep. uh, around some of their inducements. We'll talk about all the star players, but we'll talk about that later. So, first things first, positionals. So, for a goblin team, you have got, first of all, 0-16 goblins. So, they're 40,000 each, movement 6, strength 2, edge 3, armor 7, dodge, right stuff, stunty. What are goblins used for? Uh, well, they are your kind of um, generic player. They are, you've, got, you've got to have lots of them. <laughs> they, they've kind of got a variety of purposes, I've found. Even with um, kind of armor seven, that's that's not particularly sloppy. Armor seven for stunty is and not bad at all. Good. So they can be meat bags really, um, for a lot of the time, and just kind of make a general nuisance of themselves, surrounding players, ball carriers, uh, zoning off your key players, things like that. Stunty is obviously a kind of mixed mixed blessing really, yeah. because you know they've got some great options in terms of getting through 
cages. Not quite sure what they do when they get there. <laughs> but they're there. <laughs> but they're there, you know. Again, they're strength, key. strength yeah, 2 is no. not terrible. No, it's not. So with Stunty and Dodge, they're 3 plus re-rolling basically everywhere. Exactly, yeah. Which which can be brilliant. I mean, most teams would absolutely kill for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, with goblins, you've got to be unafraid to take the two dice up hills sometimes and just hope for some jammy rolls because it does happen. And when your players are 40k, actually, if one dies, it doesn't matter at all. Nah, not at all. Which brings me to one point I've made, which I'd love for you to talk us through about more, is levelling up a line goblin. Mm. Yeah, I've kind of flip-flopped a little bit um, during my goblin career. <laughs> <laughs> Um, at first, I was kind of adamant that, no, I didn't really want any skill-ups on them because I was very keen just to keep the value down yeah. and really pump into the bribes and all the things on those more key positionals, perhaps. However, having played some other stunty teams, I'm definitely coming round to the idea of a few with, say, diving tackle, for example. It's, it's a great um, little skill, that. Or sidestep as well, because, <laughs> you know, with having dodge... Yeah. Um, there's quite a lot of opportunity when you're going to get to use that skill and just the kind of general annoyance in defence. Yeah, so if, so, you had the, if you had someone with sidestep, even if you just place them on the corner of a cage, they try to block out, you can put yourself in a much you get more beautiful straight situation. Straight back in the way. Yeah. And the thing is, with, with dodge, they've got strength two, but let's take your Amazons, for example. They're strength three. Nobody blocks on a one-die block. Only <laughs> as I've just explained uh, in the last yeah, section. Right, yeah. Yeah. Generally speaking, if you're planning to take someone out of the yeah. way, it's always going to be a two die block anyway. So at that point, the strength two doesn't really matter unless they mark with two players and get that three die block. But again, that's quite a lot of effort for a goblin. Mm. Yeah. So they're going to be blocked against basically the same as an Amazon lineman because you need the natural power to take them out. Um, so the likelihood of them actually going down is less. So that brings a skill like sidestep like Rich is saying, into actually a really key blocking positional or marking them with diving tackle because, you know, you're going to have to punch them to get away. The chances are you're not going to be able to punch them that hard. And if you dodge away from them, actually, my goblin's on the ground. My goblin does not matter as much as your war dancer as, no. as, as you know, any dwarf player. <laughs> um, you know, so you get the, the team value bonus of yeah. you know, taking that player prone. What about wrestle? Well, wrestle's a double for goblins. Uh, so what about doubles in general for goblins? Because yeah. that nearly doubles their team value. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, even giving them one skill is 50% of their value. Yeah. Uh, well, which that's, is, that's yeah. why I think at first I was quite adamant. So I, I wouldn't want any more than maybe three or four skilled up players in general. Would you take block on a goblin? Probably not, no. Because I think they do have some similarities with Amazon. Uh, in that, you know, they've got the same movement, they've got the same armour. <laughs> You're right, actually. Obviously, you know, the strength is the main differential. But with Amazons... I find I want to take really defensive skills because you, you want to try and mitigate that low armour because your players are worth more. So you want to keep yeah. them alive longer. Whereas with goblins, I would say probably you don't necessarily want block to the same degree, if at all, because you're not massively looking to cotton wrap them and you're certainly not being as offensive and aggressive with them. So, two things. You could always take thick skull just to really confuse everybody when they're injured. Because for a stunty player, that would mean they were fine up to a six. <laughs> then they would be stunned on a seven. No, knocked out on a seven, not knocked out on an eight, casualtyed on a nine, and badly casualtyed on a ten. But isn't Thick Skull extraordinary? No, Thick Skull's no, a strength skill. Is strength. it really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, I think, I think that would hurt my head, to be honest. <laughs> so there's the troll. Yeah, that would, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but my, my actual question is, what about wrestle for a goblin? 
Yeah, I think that definitely has a place. Um, like we were saying about um, being able to jump into cage with Stunty. Yeah. Uh, two yeah. dice uphill. Is the only thing that's going to knock you down is one uh, one skull. That's it. And gutter runners are strength two. They get into a cage. All my guys get wrestled because actually they're brilliant at sacking. Yeah. You know, a goblin could, you know, if you get that doubles, it could be really useful to have a sacking goblin. Yeah. But also you can throw him in there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you can throw him at the cage. One, it's hilarious fun. Yeah. When Especially it when it's at the cage. Well, exactly. <laughs> you hit the ball carrier, you don't need wrestling. Nah, it's no. just awesome. What about jump up as a regular skill? Because of that throw teammate element. Yeah, I, well, as we'll maybe talk about in a bit, I we definitely will. prefer jump up on, say, like the Doom Diver. Yeah, that, oh, would make, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it is a handy skill to have, to be honest. Okay, so I think in terms of stat ups, though, the main one I would look at is agility. Uh, Edge 4 Goblin yeah. would be great. Yeah, oh, well, but yeah. it would be what eighty k? Yes, it would be because it's a forty k skill up for the edge. <clears throat> yeah, I mean you'd only want, you'd only have that on one player, but no. you've got to kind of take that when you get it. Absolutely. You, you, I mean, ideally you'd want it on the doom diver personally. Oh my god, yeah, but, like landing on a three plus. But even being able to throw an AG four goblin two plus for that's brilliant. Four. Anyway, yeah, someone has got in our league an edge four yeah. goblin. Yeah. Is, it, is it Dan? Yeah. <sighs> He's got an edge four goblin. Yeah, he has and, got an edge four goblin. And yeah, he was um, very efficient. Yeah. There you go, that's one to watch out for. So you will go straight into the fancy player of the, of the pack. We'll go into Doom Diver. Yeah. So the Doom Diver is 0 to 1, 60k, 6237, standard goblin. He's got right stuff, he's got stunt, he doesn't have dodge. No. But he has swoop instead. So the swoop skill is only used for throw teammates, isn't it? Yep. So what does that do? So where you normally throw teammate, you scatter three times with the, the eight direction template. Yeah. Uh, with the Doom Diver, you get to basically control him like a fanatic that you use the throw-in template. That's a massive difference. So you've got one, two, three, four, five, six. So what it does mean is that if you are heading to the end zone with the ball, you're getting three extra squares. You will always be three squares closer. Of movement yeah. closer. Yeah. Which is phenomenal. Does he get a bonus to land at all? Yeah, he gets does. plus one to the land as well. Which is why, yeah, AG4, Doom Diver landing on a 2. Landing on a 2+, plus in a direction that is going to be up yeah. the field. Wow. Big guided missile, him. yeah. You yeah. want that and dodge. Yeah, dodge Dodge is definitely the first dodge skill you want to give him, in my opinion. Have you managed, have you had a chance to learn a lot? Yeah, you I've got dodge and jump up on a Doom Diver. But yeah. he's definitely at the pl- kind of place where I don't want him to level too much. He'll get bloated, unless he rolls the edge bonus. Yeah, down. yeah, and then <laughs> he's staying. He's at a legendary status. Would you not be tempted to give him strength up if he gets strength Oh, I think that would be a unnecessary. Strength, a strength for goblin bomb. 50k for strength. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He'd be worth as much yeah. as any any other two players. So maybe not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'd be hard to turn down and maybe try out for a game or two, but it, that's a bribe. Uh, it is. In cost, so which basically <laughs> means another... And he still gets squashed fairly easily. <laughs> so the Doom Diver is a new addition to the team. It was never yeah. in the CRP. Was it not? No. Nope. No. Oh, it's new for this one. The Doom Diver. Same as Uligan, isn't it? The Uligan, yeah, yeah, are both new. Which is why I'm hopeful that, as we reckon, the next team will be Halflings. That is pure conjecture, but Rich is one for one so far. So. <laughs> uh, no, I, um, I, guessed, I guessed it was Undead this time. Before that, what was it before that? That's not a convincing argument. Was it Nurgle before? Nurgle. Did you guess Nurgle? Yeah, I'm sure I guessed Nurgle. Scour the tapes. Yeah. (laughs) Rewind. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm hoping that when Halflings come out, they'll find a way to stick another positional in there just to change up the basics of the team. Because actually, having the Doom Diver has made the Goblin teams 
quite a bit more competitive because it's a, it's it's a little bit more reliable. It gives them that yeah. long ranged attack. Well, for three teammates with the stunty teams, there's there's quite a big game, and I think you think you're right actually. And having Doom Diver, it it almost balances out the negative, and gives them a, a decent shot at a, yeah. So, so worse <laughs> odds for pulling it off, but if you pull it off, you get a better result, yeah. which is very goblins, isn't it? So, yeah, definitely. Anything else on the Doom Diver? Uh, no, not really. I think he um, he's got a very clear role defined to him, yeah, and that is to be thrown. Uh, you normally sub him on and off if you do, if you had the numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, I mean, even defensively though, I've, I'm Maybe. definitely coming around to throwing teammate defensively. Throwing him backwards as a safety, or no, throwing him behind Sack. behind theirs and just being a threat. Ooh, that that is that. my strength. Getting four onto the ball should be taken. <laughs> strength four. Yeah, go yeah. get a strength three first. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, then aim high. <laughs> strength my four. doom diver. Yes. Well, strength well. four, edge four, yeah. 300k goblin. <laughs> throwing a vampire. <laughs> so, that brings me on to one of my favourite um, players in the game, which is the Bomber. Uh, so, 0 to 1, Bomber, 40k, 6237, dodge like normal, stunty like normal. He doesn't have right stuff. He has secret weapon and bombardier, though, which is amazing. So, there's a star player. Bomber dribble snot. Thank you very much. Yeah, I take him with my goblins, with my uh, with my ogres, because it's just that fun little bit of extra carnage. But having a bomber deer that you can level up as part of your team is awesome. So how have you found the bomber? Um, well, actually, I will say he's not one that I've used loads, because I do tend to prefer the other two secret weapons, which we'll come on to in a minute. However, I think... Yeah, I've used him quite a lot on different fumble teams, and he is very enjoyable. Obviously, has that unreliability issue, but yeah. that's very goblin anyway. You know, when it comes off, it's it's just amazing. It's brilliant. And I mean, <laughs> if you can do what two, I, the, not one, but two guys in our league have done, and get the doubles for Hail Mary pass, that's just amazing. Two thirds of the goblin teams in our league now. That is uh, Hail Mary. A scary prospect in that they can just stand at the back and uh, just lob bombs, chuck but bombs. Yeah. What about the had the possibility of the interception on the bomb there. <laughs> because that did happen. So the key is not to throw it at a player. The, the key is to throw it at a player's at this empty square <laughs> next to the player. So then if you're successful in your pass, they don't get a chance to... to yes. I mean, it depends. I would chuck one at Asaurus. Um, <laughs> and if he gets it, he gets it. Because <laughs> <laughs> they can still fumble when they throw it back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if, if you're throwing it at some of AG1... But... Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so you got a better chance of it. But but like you say, they're the least um, reliable player because there's so many chances to, to 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 screw up. Yeah. But unlike the others, if you take out one of your own players, it is a turnover. So with the fanatic or a thrown teammate, if you knock your own guys over and they die, nobody cares unless one of them's <laughs> holding the ball. But with a bomb, if you hit your own guy, it is the whistle gets blown. And it's a, it's a turnover, which which I think is why they're probably one of the most unreliable ones. However, they're great fun. Yeah, and I mean, really cheap as well. Uh, for both, for the, the regular oh, yeah. bomber and bomber. Well, snap. absolutely. 40k for a, for a bomber. You know, I'm going to drop a goblin, chuck him on there just to absolutely... I mean, even if you don't, use him, as a, if you don't use him as a bomber, he's pretty much a regular goblin. Yeah, he just doesn't have... Um, you just can't chuck him. Yeah. yeah, so he's still a, a goblin body. Which is a shame. I mean, he will get sent <laughs> off, unfortunately, but... So, it is a bit of a shame, because it meant if you could throw the bombardier, it would be uh, quite entertaining. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, onto a better secret player, the Looney. 40k, 0-1 again, uh, 6-2-3-7, normal goblins, but he's the one with the chainsaw. 
Chainsaw, secret weapon, stunty. So he's got no dodge, but he's got a chainsaw. Oh, yeah, and more importantly, he doesn't have loner. Yeah, so if you fail that... Um, if you fail the kickback yeah. roll, yeah. you can you can re-roll it. So we've spoken about chainsaws before because they're just awesome. We love them. On a 2+, plus, you roll against their armour with plus 3. Yeah. Um, it's just mega stab. <laughs> plus 3 minimum when you're a goblin <laughs> and you're a sneaky git like me. Yeah. You can push that up by fouling. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, to me, that's the main use. Because obviously, depending on what team you're against, even at plus three, you can have decent odds of whiffing against a standing player. Well, and then in return, you're strength two. Well, even against an armour value nine player, you only need a seven. So, yeah. So you've got you a 56% chance of passing. Yeah, I don't really like those odds though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like you say, with goblins, it's not so good. But I think the biggest thing is that, generally speaking, no one's going to leave their guy in base contact with your chainsaw player. No. If they're in base contact with your chainsaw player, they're going to block him to try and take him out. So you either have to blitz with him or use the foul action. And that, I think, is where what you were yeah, saying. So yeah, so I much prefer fouling with him. I mean, you've obviously got the doubles chance of getting sent off, uh, but you've, you've just got the chance to stack the, um, the armour bonus when you've got a guy standing around to gang foul. And you haven't got the issue of yeah, because as soon as he goes down and they're rolling plus three against your armor seven, <laughs> yeah. uh, you've got problems. <laughs> so a bit of counter tactics here is if they're, if you are up against the chainsaw, try and take him down because you will also get that plus three to their armor roll. Oh yeah, if so, he's left in the open, blitz yeah. him, definitely. If, if you leveled him up, would you consider taking mighty blow? Uh, it wouldn't uh, help on the fouling. No, <laughs> the chainsaw is, is it says specifically you can't use it. Oh, really? When you, because yeah, because yeah, it's instead of making a block action. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's using the weapon as opposed but to. But if you have a chap with Mighty Blow that knocks down the goblin with the chainsaw, you do get to use both. Because it's. Okay, because it's he his extra strength. that chainsaw plus. so hard. Basically. basically. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is exactly You right. ain't getting up more. <laughs> so we know what we would do with the bomber if we leveled up. We know what we would do with the Doom Diver if we leveled up. Um, the Looney, what, what are you looking at if he does level? Yeah, dodge, first of all. So um, would you? Well, yeah. it's a great defensive skill. Yeah, exactly. So it means you have to roll powers to take him out. Well, I mean, would it would it ever be a consideration to actually level him up? Um, I mean, mine doesn't generally level up because he's normally fouling. Yeah. <laughs> just the, uh, you the, don't get SPPs for taking someone up with a chainsaw, do you? No. It means that actually to level up a chainsaw player is really rare because either you have to be playing in a league that does full 16-player random MVPs, mm-hmm. which is interesting way to play I'm not a fan of it but I know there are a lot of guys out there that really like that no um, but it, yeah it's, 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 it's <laughs> slow down to yeah. <laughs> the, the video game does that and on more than one occasion a, a player of mine that has died has got the MVP yeah. well to be fair I mean the fact that you can give the MVP to someone who's literally stood in a corner doing nothing is maybe a bit of a stretch <laughs> so good, game like, <laughs> good game balance good game balance so they can only get it by accidentally scoring touchdowns, accidentally not getting killed when they get blocked, or if you put them forward for an MVP. They they do they do not have the no hand skill. No, that's so they can still they can have the ball. Yeah, that's brilliant. Isn't it? Yeah, which I was surprised by. But the first time this came up, I was like, can he actually pick up the ball? Same case with the bombardier too. Yeah, a bomb in yeah. one hand, ball yeah. in the other. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a bit of a deterrent trying to block a guy with a chainsaw um, to sack the ball because if you go down, he still gets to use his chainsaw bonus, I believe. Plus three. Yeah. If you block a chainsaw guy, you, you go down. 
yep. chainsaw still gets his bonus against you, so still quite good. Wouldn't recommend using him as a ball carrier. <laughs> like Ian says, fouling, <laughs> fouling is good for a chainsaw. Um, for level ups, dodge, probably one of the best ones, because it halves the chance of him being knocked on his ass. Unless, you've got the, unless they've got the block skill. Because there's power, power star. There's power or um, ah, the other one. Or both down. Yeah, but without block, I can't say. Defender stumbles. If, if, they're oh, attacking oh, you, yeah. if they're attacking you without block. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. It's, it's got twice the chance of not dying. So the next player is the Fanatic. So it's 0 to 1 again. Uh, yeah. 70,000. Movement 3. Strength 7. Edge 3. Armor 7. Yeah, this guy is my favourite by far. It's a great player. So <laughs> um, He's stunty still. He's got no hands because he's got a ball and chain secret weapon. So this guy's not your ball carrier. But uh, it's got his own ball. At least one. Uh, did you see the conversion on the community of uh, Fnatic with the yes. cow for yeah, the giant yeah. kit? It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Is that not awesome? So cool. I think I'm going to have to steal that idea. Because yeah. um, that is <laughs> that's just awesome. So Fnatic, Ian, talk us through what your findings with Fnatics are. Yeah, um, like I say, just um, very, very good. Um, I like to have one. If someone's played against Fnatics and has a bit of an idea, you know, they're a bit more avoidable. But if you're playing someone who isn't as familiar with Fnatics, you can really muck them up on the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And particularly if they've got three guys in a row. Yeah. Because you're then sticking them in the middle. They do guarantee the hit. Five on the line. Yeah. The standard sort of, you know, medium team build is just Fnatic. Yeah. Foo fodder. I mean, one one really cool tactic that I'd like is if they've spread them out, is that you can block so that you push them. Push them all together. Push them all together. And then your Fnatic goes forward and is guaranteed the hit. So do you... Right, so they've got movement three, so it means that they use the uh, throw-in template to move three yeah. squares, blocking or fouling whoever they hit. How often do you go for it? Uh, completely depends on circumstances, really. So if you've got three other players lined up there, there's nothing else going on, you go for it anyway. You yeah. just go for it. Yeah, if I don't think I'll use the re-roll at some other point. That's a good point. They don't have Lona. Do you no. ever get carried away in wanting to hit that one player? Well, what I find is if you pick one player, you tend to dance around them. Yes, <laughs> that's what it makes. When I played uh, against James and, and Ben this season, at some point they've both got to that point where they're trying to take out normally Bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep dancing around and doing the go for it. And I, I saw New Ben controlling himself brilliantly against Milton last, uh, last week at the club where he was like, he, he ended up circling around this player and he was like, I was like you going for it like what's going on and he's like no no I'm not going to he was very reserved and he just literally danced around this Blackhawk and uh, I think the Blackhawk then just knocked him out <laughs> well I mean the I mean the fact he's got a strength 7 is um, good defensively actually it is good defensively people are quite often scared to block him well you need a ton of guys to you need to, to commit a lot to it yeah. to get a reliable block however it can be worth it a lot of the time if you're playing against the Fnatic to go for the two uphill. Because without, you know, block and dodge. Yeah, but the downside of ball and chain is if they get stunned, they get knocked out. Yep. Yeah, exactly. As soon as he hits the deck, he's off the pitch. So like you were saying, very similar with the Looney, is if you can offensively take out those guys, it's... Yeah. If you yeah. yourself have got block, yeah, um, then why not go for it? <laughs> go for it. Blitz them. So... These guys levelling up, they've got strength as normal. I'm assuming Mighty Blow? Yeah, Mighty Blow, yeah. That makes a huge difference. Uh, I 
can't really think of anything other than that. Maybe, well, you don't need to break tackle or anything like that, so I'm not no, sure if there is. No, because skips around. I think Mighty Blow is the one that you want, really. Strength set and break tackle. <laughs> There's no guarantee you're going the way you want to go anyway. No. <laughs> I think, given the fact this chap has no hands and doesn't need to dodge, Nuffle's okay with you not taking agility. Yeah. <laughs> uh, armour, maybe, but it depends if you've got well, the opportunity no, to take Mighty armor, Blow. because as soon as you're on the floor, you're out. But you have to beat the armour. No, as soon as you hit the deck. Oh, so you don't even roll against armour? It wraps around your neck, yeah. Oh, that's, sure. <laughs> that's brutal. It wraps around your neck. <laughs> yeah, double check. But, um... Once you've got Mighty Blow, if you level up again, quite possibly Jake at Juggernaut. Yeah, mm. Goblin's off from short-lived, though. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. So, we've done that guy, we've done that guy, we've done that guy. The Pogoer. So, he's 0 to 1, 70k, movement 7. So, he's the fastest Goblin on the team. Strength 2, Edge 3, armour 7. Dodge, leap, stunty, very long legs. So he gets plus one to his um, leap rolls and interception rolls. Yeah. So he's leaping places on a three plus. That's not bad. How have you found the pogo? Because you've converted one of you. Yes, yeah, yeah. Used uh, the spring of a pen. (laughs) (laughs) A 40k Gretchen and uh, some various other bits and bobs. That's good fun. It looks really good. No, I'm I'm a fan of the pogo. Um, I didn't really use him much in my first season because I was focusing on the Doom Diver. As, as the kind of primary scorer. Yeah. But the extra movement is amazing. And Leap really comes into its own when you've been, when you're kind of at that point where you're near the line, you want to score, you're not going for the throw goblin approach. <laughs> which I think goblin players can over rely on that. Yeah. Because it's so unreliable. When it comes off, it's amazing. It's the best feeling. <laughs> I think that's it, isn't it? It's the glory of being. Yeah, the exactly. Good idea. Yeah. But um, if you've got an option with a pogo that's much more reliable. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've got dodge. So say you're leaping over a guy. It's a three plus. You've probably got a team re-roll out around. Yeah. Pop and up. then you dodge out the other side on the three plus with the re-roll. Mm. You know, that's quite a. That's not bad for goblins. No, no, and yeah, seven with potential two go for it. Yeah. Um, and if you can level them up with. Sprint. sprint or short feet or something like that, yeah. which is just going to extend the range. Yeah, short feet would be amazing. Then you've actually that. got quite a quick scorer. Wow, sprint gives him movement 10. Yeah, that's. Would you so... consider taking an extra movement on him? Oh, what, for yeah. LMA? Yeah, I reckon so. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, because he fills a niche that no other goblin does. That's a really good point. Extra MA for the Fanatic. Yes, snap it up in a heartbeat. Yes, definitely. Because instead of three bounces around, it's four bounces around, which yeah. is why you know some so of the you, star players. Fungus, yeah, you yeah. can potentially make six blocks. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's terrifying. Isn't so it? we like the pogoer. It's leaping around. It's doing. It's it's, it's your main ball carrier. Um, if you got a doubles on him, would you would you be in, would you be interested in taking something like short hands or block to keep him protected as the ball carrier? Yeah, I think I might consider block actually because yeah, if yeah, he has got the ball. That's just another level of protection. Yeah, and where he is able to dodge out fairly reliably. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you've also got a last ditch. I can leap in two die out block with with a block. I'll blitz you with my chainsaw. Yeah. Uh, and you with a chainsaw. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once I've got you to the ground. Um, so this guy I've actually never seen him play because he's another new player. He's the Ooligan. He's 70,000 as well. Uh, he's 6237, so normal goblin there. Uh, dodge, right stuff, stunty. He's got Fan Favourite and Disturbing Presence. So Fan Favourite gives you plus one fame while he's on the pitch. Yep. 
Okay, so it could be interesting if you roll a pitch invasion or something like that. Well, no, already plus two favor. Oh, exactly. Three plus. Taking him out on three plus, <laughs> huge. Uh, and one of your favorite skills, rich disturbing presence, which yeah. means he's so loud and obnoxious that it's minus one to throw and catch yes. within three squares of them. Yeah, you'd want to give him pass block and a heartbeat. So you can move him into the zone to intercept and add that extra on there. Yeah, even if they, even if you can't get close enough to to be a part of the the tackle zone. Yeah. If you've got your, your aura, I suppose, within that those three blocks, using pass block, you're causing a problem without even trying. <laughs> three trolls on the pitch. So I've never seen him used. Ian, have you used him? I have, yeah. Um, it's, again, yeah, you've got to... It, it very much depends what you come against, because if you're not coming against a passing team, yeah, he's um, the Sterling Presence loses... Bits edge there. 30, he's he's okay. He's I, 70, I think he's thematic, but he's not. He's the same price as a fanatic. Yeah, but that's because of the fame, isn't it? It is because of the fan favorite, but but still, I don't. I'm not. So he's, I think he's very very situational. Yeah. So to have him on your roster, taking up 70k, it's a huge amount for a goal. It is a lot actually. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would leave him out. Would he be that's the type of player that you would potentially have as a as a merc before a game? No. Because then you're spending what 120 grand. Yeah. Oh, true. <laughs> that's that's the yeah. in goblin terms the currency yeah. is bribes. And <laughs> yeah. So the big guys on the team, you get two trolls, not to two trolls, but you've got to take two trolls. Yeah, you've got to take. Two. Unless you're going for some kind of awesome goblin only team. Yeah, go trolls. That could be fun. Um, 110k move four, strength five, edge one, armor nine. Trolls are always hungry, loner, mighty blow, really stupid, regeneration and throw teammate. Trolls are tricky. Rich, you hate trolls? I don't like trolls. How do you feel about trolls, Ian? Yep, I think you just have to accept that statistically half the time they seem to be useless. <laughs> even, uh, even with power of friendship. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a 50-50 chance. <laughs> I think you just have to, yeah. You, you can't rely on them, but they are key to a lot of your clutch manoeuvres the throw team yeah mm. but also I'm assuming you you generally speaking always set them up on the line no that's Do interesting not? no not in defence definitely because mm. if if you've got two trolls and a goblin on the line you can't throw teammate well you can but it's well no but one. if it's there if you're kicking to them yeah and you've got your your trolls on the scrimmage they're target number one strength mm. five isn't huge if you've got a couple of guys against him with guard and other so that, bits and bobs. So yeah. that actually opens up to a really interesting tactical element. So how would you use your trolls then? Um, it varies. I mean, you've, you've always got the option. You've got to, I think you've always got to have in your mind that you might just have to chuck a goblin. <laughs> so you've got to have one that can feasibly do that. And you've got another one that you can you know, attempt to bash around other players with. Um, but he also might be called on for throwing duties yeah. at some point as well. <laughs> so for, for levelling these guys up, they've already got Mighty Blow. They've got Strength Access. Normally, Strength Access for big guys, once they've got Mighty Blow, you're looking at guard. Yeah. yeah. Is that still a something Is that still something that's useful on a goblin team? Yes, yeah. It's still a pretty good choice. Um, particularly like if you've got one on the line, like we say. Yeah. Um, the making fact that he's goblins. essentially making your goblin Strength, strength 3... three. Um, that's, makes, that's pretty big. It makes them all Amazons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> stunty Amazons. Yeah, stunty Amazons. <laughs> um, what about break tackle? 
Great tackle's good. Yep, that is a good one. Again, it allows you to get out to throw teammate yeah. and to get into a better position, definitely. And strong arm, another one of these. Yeah, useful for throwing, yeah. yeah. Um, and again, I think I learned that from playing a, a good halfling team, that, that that can be really effective as a skill. It just helps you with that throw. It just makes it slightly more... You get that quite a bit more. Yeah, it takes it from a 3 plus to a 2 plus. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. Um, which halves your chance of failing with that one dice. <laughs> so they're 60k rerolls each for goblins, and they've got the sneaky gits rule, which means they're bribes, which Ian's mentioned several times. Instead of being 100k, are 50k. Now, I want to talk about team value and bribes. So most goblin uh, coaches are a massive proponent of keeping their team value low, so you can afford those bribes, so that you can keep your secret weapons on the pitch. Yeah. So when you've been talking about, I don't know if I'd take him, I don't know if I'd level him up because that costs me a bribe. Basically, it means you go from one fanatic to two fanatics by actually, you know, I get to keep him back on because I've got a bribe. Mm-hmm. Um, that um, that's one of the most important things about running a goblin team, isn't it? I saw you do that brilliantly for a couple of seasons where you've managed your team value. James, who's picked up uh, the goblin team this season, actually went quite big on his team value with goblins at the start. Um, which meant he didn't get to maximise his secret weapons, and that is the fun part of goblins, is chainsawing <laughs> and, and ball and chaining people out of the way. Um, but are you aiming to keep your team value low just for the bribes, or even lower to keep the, the option of star players as well? Yeah, I think um, both, to be honest. Um, so as a kind of starting team, uh, when I started with the, the Picktown Flickers, which is my, <laughs> my current goblin team, and, you know, if I was to do start again, you know, when we did start, we were all kind of at that kind of one million value. Yeah. yeah. So my aim really was to keep it at 900 or less. To get so your two bribes. To get, well, yeah. Obviously, you're not always guaranteed the two bribes because, you know, if people have got yeah injuries 970 or 980 or whatever, it's just the one. But, yeah, I think having having the two bribes as a very common feature in the early games is big. Yeah. And then, yeah, going on, I think you have got to be so careful about your level-ups. Because if you come against uh, an equally valued team and you've got no bribes, they can really mess you around. It means after your first um, drive, you're basically down two, three players. Plus, you've already lost one or two goblins. um, Because goblins are fragile. So So you go from having 14 players on your roster to 10. And then you're losing the number game with an entire strength two pitch. Yeah. So I agree with you. It's so important. And you've got to be incredibly. Well, if you if you're playing against someone who's pretty wily and knows goblins, and they can you know in the first half stall, score in their turn eight, and then you've got to put your guys back on for one turn. Yeah. That's then wasted. Absolutely. Just so, something that I'd, I'd like to do against James when he was using his his death runner. He'd keep them off if um you were if he was um if he was defended, ready for it. But you can get it on for just that one extra turn, and it's it's crippling, isn't it? Yeah. And as a high edge player, my Skaven team, when we played, scored as quickly oh, yeah, as possible. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just keep those scores, keep the resets, because burn through the bribes. Yeah. And then the team's got hardly anything. No. Which is why the Pogar is such a great choice. Yeah. He's not a secret weapon. He's he's he is a, a weapon for the team that doesn't go away until you until you take him out. Um, so the pogo is really important because your pogo and your trolls they don't go away nope your other key players do these guys have got a list of star players that are really good and we're going to talk about those in the star player segment 
So now we're going to move on and just talk about some of the new Gloom Spite models that have come out. As we're talking about goblins today, goblins have been revamped for Age of Sigmar. Same guys that make Bubble, and some of the models have come out are fantastic. So Ian suggested we just talk through some of them and some of the options they give us for star players and whatnot in Blood Bowl. So Ian, start us off. What have you seen that you think, oh my god, this would be great in Blood Bowl? So they had uh, the book and the first Saber models released last week as we were recording, um, which included lovely box of squigs, which, I mean, the initial use you might think of for those is, is for doing the squig herder team. Yeah. Because, I mean, the box is great. It comes with five squigs and uh oh ten squigs and two herders sorry ten and two which is twice as good as we first thought it was yeah 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 so really good in terms of when you take them in the game it's you it's minimum five but yeah the box is ten squigs so essentially you get two age of sigma units in one box that's brilliant it is really good but like ian said for the um squig herder teams you get two squig herders straight off the bat and you i think it's uh four squigs and two squig hoppers in the squig herder team that's yeah. your four squigs done. And you still actually get a unit to use in Age of Sigmar if that's what you wanted. And the squigs don't need any yeah. any converting, really. You could do some stuff, but if you did chuck yeah. on some... Stick a ball bits, in the mouth, you know? It, yeah, it would... All you have to do is paint a number on the, top, on the back of them, don't you? And you could still Brand use it. that. <laughs> yeah, you could still use that for Sigmar yeah. without actually you losing any models. So, yeah, it's a great yeah. first pick. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm someone that plays uh, Gloom Spike Gits and... Blood Bowl Goblins, so I can definitely see a lot of opportunity to kind of cross-pollinate with the models. So, I mean, that's squigs themselves. Then you've got the squig hoppers, which is a dual kit, which builds squig hoppers themselves, but also a unit called Boingrop Bouncers, or Boingrop Bounders. So, I think these are probably my second favourite, like, Games Workshop model kit that's out there now. Because the, the customization is amazing, so I've been looking at mine. I haven't built mine yet because I haven't decided what to do with them. Oh. But the the so the the bungling bounders, yeah, bungling boingrop, <laughs> yeah, they're squig hoppers, but they're knights. They're squig hopper knights uh, with yeah. lances. So the armor is so great for blood bowl players. Yeah, I mean that the fact that the heads I think will make really good head swaps. Yeah, for goblin teams as well. Um, so there's so much availability in that team that I just I would just love to run more than two squig hoppers in a squig team and I think I think you'll see the opportunity to make that team so easier so when we we go into the future of our league or any other league where the secret teams come in I can see them becoming more of a key element I would not be surprised if at some point Games Workshop releases some draft rules for these guys to, to put them out there to push the sales it would be interesting. I would love for them to do that because it's a, it's a, I, I don't, you know, it's just such a detailed kit. Um, and like, like you said, you get ten. So, you, and there it comes in units of five. So you've got all those bits and pieces, and you don't actually destroy a unit for Sigmar. I mean, it's thirty quid a box, but, wow. Well, but you know, say that you, you know, people you might still want to buy five off you, for example, if you yeah. use two, or you know, split it with a couple of mates, or that's it. So. I mean, we're doing it with down. some of the other models oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, for, the, for the team, um, for, the, for the club, where you just need those models. And I think, yeah, I think they look brilliant and they're going to create brilliant Blood Bowl players. One question I do have, and this is for, for me personally, is hands in the Blood Bowl range that are holding a ball for other teams, can you think of any that are like quite small that would work for Goblins? Well, I mean, goblins, in terms of proportions, yeah. often have fairly big hands. 
So you could um, use a yeah. human thrower hand might work. I mean, I ended up shaving those kind of hands down a little bit and using them on my Amazons. Oh, okay. So if they work for lady hands, they might work for goblin hands. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because oh, that's what I need to do. I need to build my two two hoppers for that. Now, with the parts from that kit, like you said, the armour and things like that, you can take that and mod up some of the basic... Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, but I take it they're not called Moon Clan Grots anymore. Yeah, they are, yeah. yeah so they're, they're still called Moon Clan, Moon Clan Grots. Yeah. So your basic Night Goblin models that, that come in a box of 20... So I'm using a box of these to build my herders for my squig herder team. And I'm going to absolutely cannibalise that bounding boingy bouncers <laughs> um, and, and upgrade the other guys to give them that Blood Bowl vibe because they've got yeah. armour and I'm still going to use Major Sigmar. Oh yeah, and I mean, there's, there's probably a lot of people out there that might even prefer the kind of standard Night Goblin aesthetic to you know what we've got from the Blood Bowl team. Yeah. Because I know Blood Bowl 2... Yes. uses very much the kind of robed goblins. They're night goblins in that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. which this these new kits are going to be perfect for you. If, if you like that look, you could make a whole team from that range, definitely. Yeah, so that, that covers your goblins, that covers your squigs. For me, there's one more kit. Well, two actually. Yeah, there's, a, there's, there's more. <laughs> yeah, there is. Oh, there's loads. Yeah, right. I mean, Fanatics for a start. That's the one that I forgot about. Um, because we always had the Fanatic models. I think we're a bit spoiled with Fanatic models. Yeah. The Blood Bowl Fanatic is really good. It's great. It breaks a lot, but it's a really good model. <laughs> oh, do you know, I've never broken mine, Touchwood. Really? Yeah. Oh, man, I can't keep mine together. Yeah. Um, Probably doesn't take much bashing in the injury box. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> no, no, no. The old Fanatic models are brilliant. You've got the Forge World guy, who's perfect. Now you've got the chap from Zarbag's Gits. Yep. Yep. Who makes a great fanatic model. Yeah. I mean, what I really like about him yeah. is the fact that he's compact on his base. Yeah. He's, he's sat on his ball and chain chugging down some moon groove. He stays within his base, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah exactly. Which is really ironic, because in Shadespire, which is what he's... Well, underworld, <laughs> Night Vault, um, it, for what he's designed for, the spaces are massive. So he could have gone absolutely full, you know, full Blood Bowl, but he isn't. He's just small, he's... He's compact, makes a great fanatic for a goblin team. But this new fanatic kit, where you get all the extras, so you can make them fungus dudes. They're flying in the air. They've got massive balls. You know, some of the scenic bits might be a bit tricky, but I don't think it matters too much. No. Um, they are a bit pricey though. These guys, aren't they? These, yeah. These are the, these are like twenty five. I mean, that, that's another one where you're getting five guys plus a throwing up dude, which I think is who's a, a, make an amazing turn counter or. Um, you know, apothecary <laughs> even, you know. <laughs> um, that's the that's the disturbing presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Hooligan, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's whether, yeah, I think if you're not splitting that kit, it's probably not worth it. No. But they are lovely models. Uh, I don't know how practical they are in terms of trying to play a game of Blood Bowl. I think they'd be, be alright. Yeah. Because they're not necessarily everywhere, are they? Well, well, and again, with Fanatics, because they go down, they're out anyway, yeah. so you're not having to lie them down particularly. But I think what you're saying is a couple of them are actually very wide horizontally. Yeah. But there's three of them, which are really basically vertical. So mm. they stay within, you know, I think they'll be safe to use. I am probably going to have to pick up some of that kit as well. <laughs> yeah. To, to blend in. <laughs> Okay, so in the land of gloom spite chaps, what else have we got? Yeah, so, yeah, that's probably the big one. It's this the rock gut trogoths. Is absolutely gorgeous. I want one for Ripper. So, with all of these kits, 
there's opportunities for star players, and we will touch on that in the star player segment. These these trolls are perfect. So they're massively multi-posed. They're thirty-five pounds from Games Workshop, which means they're twenty-nine pounds from something else. So ten pounds a troll. Yeah, and I mean that that's the, probably the one box out of the kit where you would use all three players. Because you'd get your two trolls yep. and you'd have Ripper. Absolutely. Yeah, that's cracking value when you look at like that as well. I mean, for £12 more than Forge World, you get three massive models with so much customization. They just look brilliant. Yeah. And again, if, if you do play Age of Sigmar, no matter how you convert them, they're still good to go. Yeah. Uh, so you don't lose any model value out of it, which is, which is absolutely fantastic. So for our little gaming group, I've ordered two boxes... And a couple of guys, you, Rich, you picked up one, New Ben's picking up one, um, just because they're just so fun. They're going to make our Blood Bowl games look so much better with great models. Yeah, I think we should especially um, highlight there's one particular pose or arm in the kit, which is dangling a goblin. It's brilliant, isn't it? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that would just... Um, That'll be perfect. Perfect. And um, in terms of its style, it, it's not too far removed from the, the current Blood Bowl one. I imagine it's going to be a fair bit bigger. It, it is, yeah. It's kind of like like the, the different types of troll. Yeah. So on the different types of troll, your trolls are the river trolls. Yeah, so they're Fellwater Trogoths, or yep. river trolls. Um, so you converted those up at the time, because I didn't get particularly like the stock Games Workshop one. Because you need two, and the pose is exactly the same. Yeah, and so that was even, a big part of it, but... Yeah. Even then, it's quite um, it's quite a skinny guy. It's a peculiar pose. Um, so yeah, but having seen those, I would much prefer to have the new trolls. If I, you know, if I was looking now and I had the choice, yeah, I, I would pick yeah. them in a heartbeat. They would, yeah, they they are more blood bowl esque, aren't they? Yeah. And I think they're a lot easier to armor up and kind of make look sportsy. A lot easier to convert. <laughs> yeah. They've got a heck of a presence on them. And I think they come with 50 mil bases. But yeah, I mean, but so do the um, river trolls. Yeah, but looking at the and feet, the, yeah. the feet will have no problem fitting on a 40 mil, mm. which is perfect. Because 40 mil bases, I run a, I run a, that's uh, fine. An ogre team. As long as you're not in a whole team, you know. Well, even when you put more than a nine, you're fine. It's only when you get four in base contact with each other that yeah. it becomes a problem. And you're kind of doing it wrong if you've got. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, because it is the Bonehead podcast, the Dankhold Trogoth. <laughs> there we go. He's was, I wanted that massive until I realised his size. He yeah. is genuinely massive. Now, I'm not sure on the actual size, but it's about twice the height of a rock gut trogoth, who is already bigger than a river troll. Yeah, I um, think he's fairly similar height to a giant. Yeah, so basically, I'm still working on rules for giant players. Of <laughs> so when when it comes to having them done, forty pounds from Games Workshop. It's just it's a it is a very detailed model. I think the paint scheme doesn't help the look. No, there's so there's two versions of it um, in the game in terms of the stats for it. Yeah. And one of them is painted, as shown painted in a very pallid... This guy yeah. with the caterpillar. Yeah, which I was uh, saying earlier just completely reminds me. If you look at his face, yeah. zoom in on it. It looks like the actor who plays Mad-Eye Moody. <laughs> <laughs> So you've got an albino Mad-Eye Moody troll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's got a massive spot. Oh, there's a horrid spider. Ooh. I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, loads of bits on the kit. Loads of customisation, as again, you expect. Again, I mean, I don't know what size base he comes on. Probably a 60. 
55 components and comes with 160 mil round base. So fitting him on a 40 would be a bit of a stretch, but at some point I am going to do it. Yeah, put him in the um, Games Workshop troll pose with one leg down. <laughs> yeah. Stomping away. Yeah, that I think would make a hell of a ripper. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ripped ripped ripper. <laughs> I don't know. I think that could be brilliant. Um, so Lock him down, take up half the pit. There are some Timber. absolutely brilliant models for Gloom Sky kits that are just absolutely waiting to be made into Blood Bowl. And you're going to see some of mine on the Facebook probably before this episode's out. Um, yeah. Especially with, with the, the Mana Bowl Stunty Cup 2 coming up. Um, Can so, I yeah. just highlight one that yeah. we haven't said yet? What have we got? That's. Uh, so it's not going. It's not technically part of the Gloom Spite release. It's coming out slightly afterwards, but it is still within the Gloom Spite. You oh, can use it with Gloom Spite. I cannot believe I forgot this. And model. that's uh, Molog's monsters. But, yeah, it's because he's he's. Yeah. So yeah, he's in the Underworlds, but he's uh, not listed under Gloom Spite gets on yeah. the website. But no, you're right. Molog looks awesome. He's got a massive club. So I don't know whether you'd want to take the club out for Blood Bowl or not. No, I was thinking about that earlier. I think you could do it either way, to be honest. I mean... Uh, it depends if you're on that. If you go first. full Blood Bowl, you should probably take the club out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing both, then I don't think it would matter at all, because it is a great model. Yeah. I mean, the um, the Shadespire stuff is is excellent quality. I mean, you've got half of Zarbag's gits in your team. Or Horace Goblin team, yeah. Yeah. And what I do love about that kit... Is it's a completely random assortment of creatures. <laughs> You've got uh, a flying squig, the bat squig, the bat squig, which I actually reckon you could turn into a doom diver. Oh, I think you could have um, a goblin hanging down from it. Oh yeah. my god, you could use one of the squig hopper goblins hanging onto him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, that's happening. Uh, yeah, and then you just fill in the other squigs back, and you've got another squig, or however you want to do it. Uh, but also, they've got sort of a, a mushroom creature. There's a, a stalag squig. The like, stalag squig is cool. Which, I mean, even if you don't find a use for in games, which I'm sure you guys will anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> they will make amazing um, like turn counters and re-roll markers and things like that. They're just so um, yeah out there. It, that, you've got enough about it to be able to find a use for it. Yeah, they've got a real Definitely. nice like, theme to them. I think. Yeah, it's, it's, they're great models. The, the other thing to mention is that there are some secret teams, other than the squig ones that we've spoken about, the, the main one being the troll team, yes, which is made of uh, notlings and trolls. And there is, I cannot, I just, there's there's a massive desire in me to make a troll team, or even just to run ogres and using trolls. those trolls. Yeah. Because they look so good. Oh, man. The amount of babysitting required to get that team moving. Yeah. <laughs> We're really stupid. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> it, it, it's not probably a good... So is it Trolls and Goblins? No, Trolls, Snotlings. Okay, yeah. Okay. And Pump Wagons. Brilliant. Yeah, which okay. are basically big ball and chain guys. Fantastic. Yeah, it could be a really fun little, little secret team. And that will be my next one after Squigs, I think. Cause it's just, <laughs> it's just, so what is it? Not six Trolls? Yeah, six Trolls. Um, unlimited snotlings. Oh, amazing! Um, two point wagons. Yeah, uh, there are secret weapons, so you only get them once. Oh, that sounds incredibly fun. I would. Uh, it would be interesting to see how they actually play out. But I, you're right; the amount of babysitting that'd be required for that would be insane, <laughs> wouldn't it? Oh, I can't find it. You wouldn't move them unless you. Yeah, because they can't to. even help each other. It needs to be someone without Can really stupid. Oh, that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, blind leading the blind. <laughs> Stupid leading the stupid. <laughs> Just poking each other in the eye. 
Okay, here we go. So the team is called a Snotling team, but it's got six trolls on it. Oh, okay, yeah. Now, the difficult thing with Ogre team is they're 140k each, so you can't really, you can only afford four. Trolls are 110k. Yeah. It's basically buy four, get one free. Yeah. You get the extra, yeah, automatically, don't you? So, and, yeah. So, yeah, and they've got Nord 2 uh, pump wagons. Five seven one nine break tackle dirty player juggernaut no hands mighty blow secret weapon stand fan oh so they're not yeah they're not ball and chains but Good. movement five strength seven yeah with break tackle dirty player juggernaut no hands mighty blow stand firm wow. <laughs> I'm, yeah. not, I'm not convinced they're great but I think they're quite fun oh, they're awesome can you imagine getting a frenzy on one of those I wouldn't it or more multiple a... blocks yeah yeah you <laughs> could, there's so many things you could do yeah. with that too so you just need to find a bunch of snotting models brilliant yeah but yeah, those there's some great models going out. I cannot recommend it enough, just to make your Blood Bowl games look even even better. Yeah, make the most of what's out there. And, as Rich said, they're a great way to fill out your star players, which we're going to talk about now. So, talking of Goblin star players, we're going to talk through all seven of them, um, and including talking about some models that you can use for them as well. So, top of the box... Bomber Dribble Snot. So he is 60k, uh, 6237. He's got Loner, Accurate, Bombardier, Dodge, Right Stuff, Secret Weapon, Stunty. So he's a standard Bombardier, but with Accurate. Who can be thrown? With Right Stuff. That's that's very interesting. I've used Bomber Dribble Snot a lot, but never on a Goblin team. Um, I run him with Ogres, because actually he's, he's cheap. 60k is nothing. Chuck him on there. If he hits some of your own snot things, it, it really doesn't matter. I mean, it causes a turnover, but still, for that extra little bit of a tweak, it's really good. Have you run him on a Goblin team? I haven't, actually, no. Ah. Um, I know you're not pro-Bombardier. Uh, they're fine, but... Um, <laughs> I, think, right. I think, yeah, because you've obviously got the limit of two-star players, Yeah. Um, when you're kind of at the value when I'd be looking to take him, I'd, I'd be taking something else, to be honest. Yeah. He's a bribe, or he's 20... Short of Fungus the Loon. Have you ever run him? I have on BB2. Not... Eh, it, more to the point of I've probably picked up someone like Fungus and yeah. instead of getting a, a keg I've decided to see whether I can hurt someone else. Yeah. It's more of a bit of fun, I suppose, as opposed to anything else. And I think if um, uh, one of the others was available to the Ogre team, I'd probably go with them instead. But you do get accurate with him. Now, it's quite useful. Speaking about our conversation earlier about the fact that it doesn't constitute a pass throw to use the bomb and he has right stuff I'd be intrigued to use him again launch him down the other end with accurate and just bomb the hell out of their ball carrier the moment they <laughs> picked it up <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think I think a decent way to run him would be in base contact with one of your trolls because mm-hmm. um, so, he just stands there and he can throw shorts like throw short ones just over the line of scrimmage just to take out a cage or something like that. Obviously the danger is though if, he if he's next to the troll yeah. <laughs> on a one you know that troll's going down. <laughs> <laughs> so Fungus the Loon he's 80k uh, movement 4 strength 7 3 um, agility and 7 armour so he's a movement 4 ball and chain guy he's got loner ball and chain no hands secret weapon stunty and mighty blow yeah. so he's one extra movement and he's got mighty blow that is a massive game changer for 10k. He is definitely, he's my go-to star player. I, I cannot argue with that at all. 
He's getting an extra movement, and when he does hit somebody, that mighty blow makes a massive difference. He's like the dream fanatic player. Yeah, you'd want to level your fanatic up that way. To become Fungus the Loon, but he yeah. would cost like twice as much. But yeah. no loner. No, it's true. So, yeah. Um, 80k, that. though, as an inducement. Oh, it's amazing. So, you're running goblins, you, you've got a fanatic, because, you know, they're great. Do you ever run two on the same drive? Sometimes out of necessity, you have to. <laughs> when you run out of players. <laughs> when you run out of other yeah. bodies. I mean, generally, I quite like spreading them out. Yeah. Because because they're like kind of an area of effect player. Yeah. Obviously, you can control two zones, as it were. But generally speaking... I, I would, no, I would I rather have a fungus than a bright. Because he's uh, extra movement and mighty blow. And that's it. For the, for the money, for an extra 10k, you're getting two extra stats. Uh, yeah, he, I mean, I'm not, he's, he's an yeah, amazing Fungus player. Fungus is amazing. He might actually be the best star player in the game as far as utility. Yeah, I agree. So, close is Nobler Blackwall. He's 130, 6237, loner, block, dodge, chainsaw, secret weapon, and stunty. Blodging chainsaw. So he is a blodging chainsaw. Have you used Nobler, Ian? Uh, no, I haven't actually. Have you never needed to use Nobler? Uh, I don't know if it's never needed to. But I think in terms of um, like bri- uh, priority of inducements, yeah, I tend to put bribes quite high. So would you go fungus and a bribe for the same price as Nobler? Yes. Yeah, because then you get utility. You can then you get the choice to bring back fungus, another fanatic, or your chainsaw guy already for fifty k. And I think Nobler can be taken by some of the other teams, which does make him a very useful. Yes, yeah, so I think player. he's a very good kind of yeah general player. But he's great against high armor teams. If you've got him against an orc team or a dwarf team. I mean, the fact you can have two chainsaws on the go. <laughs> it's pretty it's brilliant. Definitely it's insane, isn't it? Yeah, so Nobler is absolutely key. We'll go Scrapper Sawhead next. So he's the Pogo player. He's 150, uh, 7, 2, 3, 7. So he's the same stats as a Pogoer. He's got a loner, a dirty player. Dodge, leap, right stuff, sprint as well. Stunty, short feet as well, and very long legs. So when we were talking about the pogo player, we said, oh, short feet, sprint, yep. great skills um, for a pogoer. That's what this guy's got, and dirty player as well. I also like the fact he's got very long legs. Well, they all have he's very long legs. They're all pogoer, do they? Mm. So yeah. he's, he's leaping in places on a 3+, he's yeah. intercepting on a 5+. Dirty player, I think, is a bit of a glory skill. Yeah, I, I'd say that's a bit arbitrary. Yeah, not massive. Would you use him for 150 on a goblin team, though? Again, it's it's the kind of cost pressure. Yeah. Um, I personally find him a bit over-costed. I'd rather him have a couple less skills. You would want to bring him in if you're looking at winning the game as opposed to trying to win by attrition. Exactly, yeah, and I think... You don't really do that with goblins, not very often. No, and I, I always have a little bit of reservation using star players as as scoring players mm-hmm. in a league absolutely um, we've spoken about this several times is that and then in playoffs you can't generally take star players that's very true so uh, to get into the playoffs absolutely but when once you're in the playoffs and you can't maybe use like the last game of the stars, season yeah like the like a, a, a game crunching decision yeah I think yeah. It, yeah he I mean he's definitely got a use if you're playing against a very slow opponent and you need a win I think he probably plays really well in tournaments mm. So in resi tournaments, where yeah, actually he's, just a, he's, he's a, got a load of skills, he's a great scorer. So the tournament we spoke about at the beginning that um, Alistair's running, is it? Yes, yeah. Yeah, but you've got to take one star player for a goblin team. He, okay, he's not the best one, but he's a very good one. Talking of some of the best star players in the game, mm-hmm. these guys have got access to Morgan Thorg. 
Yeah. We've spoken about Morg a couple of times. He's 430. Move 6, Strength 6, Edge 3, Armour 10. Loner block, Mighty Blow, Fixed Skull, and Throw Teammate. So, hmm. he's your third through teammate. Without any nigger traits. He doesn't have uh, Bonehead or anything like that. He's Mighty Blow block. He's Strength 6. He's Edge 3. The guy is an absolute tank, but he is 430. You're hardly ever going to get a chance to use him. And when you do, you could use Fungus, you could use Ripper, and three Bribes at the yeah. same time. And that kind of is what Goblins want to do. Yeah. The other alternative to big money star players is Ripper. Yeah. Say big money. This guy's only 270. So he's a troll. Movement 4, strength 6, edge 1, armor 9. So he's a strong troll. He's got loner, grab, mighty blow, regeneration, throw teammate. So he's not got... He's a troll that's not a troll. He's He's a clever troll. I think he's quite underrated a lot of the time. I, I see a lot of people don't necessarily like Ripper. Um, but actually, he is the perfect thrower. But but also he's a, he's 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 huge. Strength six is a yeah. massive massive yeah. trait. So I was running my ogres at Birmingham Brawl. Ripper was a bloody nightmare. But he doesn't have any defensive traits. He doesn't have block and he doesn't have dodge. Strength six is kind of a it's decent defense. <laughs> but if you've got an ogre, but, you, but you're right. If you've got a big guy, he wins. Big guy brawls, you actually have to take him out with big guys. Yeah. But in the meantime, he's your third throw teammate with no hungry and no stupid. So. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, if you were to, for argument's sake, get a snotling in on him on a three-die uphill block. Oh yeah. The only way that's not gonna that's gonna fail is on a if on a skull. a skull. Yeah. So what's the chances of him of, of a snotling succeeding on either moving him? Or taking him down. Because there's a 50-50 chance on each to take him down. I'd happily sacrifice a snotling or a goblin to take him down when they're both down. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, yeah. Oh, yeah. So there is that side of things. He's he's not... Yes, he is... But when you do get him down, he's got armour 9 and regenerate. Yeah. So... He's coming back. The chances of actually getting him down and out in that way... So. If you can do it, fair play. <laughs> and, and you know what? They've probably had to spend quite a lot of their active resources to do that. Now, yeah. I don't think that's a terrible idea against Ripper. But if you're playing a normal goblin team, they've got Ripper, they've got two other trolls, yeah. they've got a fanatic, they've got a chainsaw. That's five huge yeah. threats. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going and on. That's, and none of those guys are winning the game. None no. of those guys are actually involved in scoring <laughs> touchdowns. Okay, the trolls throw, but your goblins are the ones who have got the ball that are running around. So if you're spending all your resource trying to take out the special weapons and the big guys... Their goblins are just going to cage, are just going to goblin cage and give it to the pogoer <laughs> and get a, get a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, Ripper is the one troll that you could, you know, give the ball to on a touchback, for example. You, yeah. And I mean, he's very it. slow, but you would have no problems getting into the end zone. Yeah, just treasure him upfield. Uh, yeah. We spoke about Ripper a few episodes mm. ago. Uh, love him. He's I can't sing his really praise enough, but I love Ripper. And that's why I think everyone's so excited to get the new rock gut models because everyone wants a really cool Ripper yeah. because Ripper is a very cool player yeah. Yeah. Um, there's one more chap to talk about he's one of the new ones that came out in DZ2 that's Madcap Mix so he can play for Goblin and Underworld um, 170k move 6 strength 4 edge 3 armour 8 so this guy's got loner break tackle claws leap no hands very long legs and wild animal and that is because he is, or is part of, a squig. Yes, yeah. he's a goblin riding a squig. 
Yeah, with a combined height of six foot seven. <laughs> <laughs> so when they're on the ground, yeah. 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 it's quite hard to measure. So with the new models that have come out for for Gloom Spike, you've got an opportunity to make a very cool madcap mix model. I yeah. mentioned this earlier, and I want the squig that's eating a goblin to represent madcap mix without a rider. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's the riders one, there's in one, one of the normal squigs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, it's brilliant. He's so mad. <laughs> it's just like, I, love, I love that idea. He's got no hands anyway, why not? Uh, <laughs> I mean, funny. I actually used um, one of my Age of Sigmar loon bosses on a giant cave squig as yeah. mix. Yeah, that's, that's also yeah. a great shout. Because, um, yeah, he's pretty big. But as for the actual player, what, what does he do? Well, I mean... What role does he play? I'd say the main draw to him is Claw. Yeah. yeah. You're taking out your high armour teams, aren't you? There's no, there's no um, secret weapon, so he's there for the entire game as well. Yeah. So he's got leap, he's got break tackle, he's got very long legs, and he's got edge three. So he's leaping places on a three plus, and he's dodging out on a two plus with break tackle. Yeah. Okay. So you, it's, it, he's got a good chance of getting where he wants to be, and when he gets there, he's got his chomp, at strength four with with claws. Mm. He he could be a really good little assassin for 170. 170 is quite a lot when you're talking about goblin inducements. If he was available for regular teams, okay, he's available for Underworld, I think he'd be a really fun star player. He'd be awesome to watch. But for Goblins, he comes in maybe fourth uh, in choices of inducements. Mm. I I reckon it's slightly higher up because of how much more you can use him. You're not going to lose him at the end of a drive. You don't have to use a bribe. That's true, actually. But you have to really be blitzing and blocking with it with Wild yeah. Animal. Yeah, because if you're not, he's just yeah. staring into space. strength four, you're not worried about doing that. You're quite happily leaving alongside someone. I do wish he had Mighty Blow, but Mighty Blow Claw would be horrific. <laughs> um, Chuck it by the fact yeah. he's got, yeah, the fact he's got Claw. Really. I think it's a very, very, very cool, very cool star player. Yeah. What I like about him, I think, uh, with a lot of star players, they're pretty generally decent. Whereas a lot of these players, you can really tailor them to what team you're facing. And I think yeah. with Migs. If it, you know, I wouldn't take him against a low armor team because no, you lose no. out on probably his main appeal. I do claw. think he'd be good against a stunty team. Take out the big boys. Well, I mean, being strength four, strength four makes yeah. you a big guy mm. against stunty. Also, the whole thing isn't mad cat mix. The squeak's called two feet. <laughs> <laughs> Except in your version where they've become one. Yeah, they have become one. Then mad cat two feet. Madcap's getting pushed out the other side in a day or two. <laughs> <laughs> so that covers all the Goblin Star players. There's one other inducement to talk about for Goblins. Yes. They don't have their spike yet. I imagine that will come and they will get some kind of cool shaman power. I'd love to see that. That would be sweet. But in the meantime, in Death Zone 2, they have an assistant coach guy yeah. that you can hire called Fink to Fixer. Hmm. Uh, he's 50k and he's available to Ogre, Orc, Goblin and Underworld teams. What he does is he counts as three assistant coaches which can be really big for winning some uh, brilliant coaching roles. But most importantly, if he uses a bribe, they get to re-roll the dice to see if it works. And if the head coach ever argues a call, it works on a five and a six, not just a six. So it's doubling your chance of arguing the call, which is a, which becomes a free bribe. Yeah. For 50k, do you take him or a bribe in? I mean... We haven't necessarily incorporated the coaches in our league, so I haven't had the chance to take him yet. However, uh, I think he's pretty good. I think for 50k, you've got three assistant coaches and you've double the chance of being able to argue the call. That's huge. And re-rolling your bribes. Yeah, I mean, if you're using three bribes, you've got, what, a third of a chance 
of failing one of them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So for, for him to be for, able to yeah for bribes there, you fell on one two plus yeah yeah so yeah so you've got a fifty percent chance of failing a uh, a bribe when you're rolling three. Yeah. One yeah. Over six okay, times yeah. three is three over yeah. six. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean, just the fact that he pushes that, and yeah, argue the call on five or six is amazing when you run out. It's so satisfying when you argue a call on a six anyway. Yeah. Imagine yeah, doubling that is just carnage. That will really add legs to that goblin team. Um, so it'll be interesting to see him getting played, and we just included him in case there are some leagues that are running it. Our league started basically before DZ2 came out, or shortly after, and we hadn't had enough opportunity to read yeah. all the rules and everything. Um, so we've not included the assistant coaches and things like that. I mean, I think I even saw someone at Birmingham had rostered him. Oh, did they? Yeah, for, what, the, for the, their goblin team. That's interesting. Um, which I can totally see. Yeah. That definitely yeah. makes sense in a situation like that. Yeah. It's where, I mean, in that situation where you had the 1.1 mil, yeah. that's essentially 200k aside for bribes and him. Yeah. you still got a good But it makes them a lot more efficient. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, I think I think in that situation I just roster extra fanatics and just go carnage. <laughs> <laughs> because I've done it with the you Skaven. Can, you can do both. Running both <laughs> fanatics with our players on a Skaven team. It's great fun. Yeah. Right, that covers absolutely everything to do with goblins. We've done star players, we've done the teams, we've done the tactics, we've done managing them, we've done some great models that are coming out. Ian, thank you so much for joining us today. I will happily come and talk about green skins of any kind. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's brilliant. Um, Good luck with your painting targets and hope you have a pretty good time at the tournament. Thank you very much. Um, And I really hope that you give in and come along to (laughs) Santa Claus with us. 500 Uh, That's it, yeah. guys um obviously if you've got any thoughts or or queries or or otherwise do ping us a message we do appreciate having a, a bit of a chat to you guys um but hopefully we'll we'll get to chat to you again next time thanks very much everybody and remember two heads aren't always better than one